Find this podcast and others like it at the number one new media network, Podshow.com. Better, Better, faster, faster, stronger. stronger. And now with new minty fresh scent. The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 11, The Book of Hosea. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. The title of this episode is, Would God Want You to Marry a Prostitute? Which, you have to admit, is a pretty bizarre title. And clearly I did that just to get your attention, but it also happens to be the plot of the book of Hosea. The book of Hosea is a minor prophet in the Old Testament, and it begins this way. The word of the Lord came to Hosea, son of Beri, during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and during the reign of Jeroboam, son of Johash, king of Israel. When the Lord began speaking through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go, take yourself an adulterous wife and children of unfaithfulness, because the land is guilty of the vilest adultery in departing from the Lord. So he married Gomer, daughter of Diblam, and she conceived and bore him a son. One of the things that I do is I teach a Bible study for the high school kids at our church and during Sunday school. And one of the questions they asked is, does the Bible have anything to say about relationships? When, of course, they were thinking about dating relationships. But the truth is, the Bible talks about practically nothing else other than relationships. And if we haven't gotten that, then we haven't really understood what the Bible's about. The Bible is talking about the relationship between God and us and the relationship between us and each other. And the book of Hosea, this strange little book in the Old Testament, is a particular interesting view into that view of relationship. And basically God says, the relationship that you have with me is intended to be a, not a monogamous relationship, but a a faithful relationship. And to show the people what they have done, because this is a time when the people of Israel have split into two groups, the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Israel. And the kingdom of Israel, the kings of there said, well, if we let people continue to worship God, they're eventually going to want to go down to the temple, which is in Judah, and they'll return to the other king, and we'll lose our kingdom. And so because of that, all of the kings of Israel basically supported idolatry. And they supported the worship of other gods. And so the people very quickly were led astray and were worshiping other gods. And God put up with that for quite a while. But he's saying through Hosea, both to Israel and to uh, to Judah, which also has started to worship other gods, you have been unfaithful. And so he tells this prophet Hosea to go and marry a prostitute, to go marry a woman who is unfaithful as a symbol of that relationship that Israel and Judah have broken with God. It gets a little worse from there because he has three kids. So the verse where I stopped reading said that Gomer had a son. I'll continue reading. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. In that day I will break Israel's bow in the valley of Jezreel. And he has two more kids. Then listen to their names. Gomer conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call her Lo Ruhama, and that name means not loved, for I will no longer show love to the house of Israel, that I should at all forgive them. 
Yet I will show love to the house of Judah, and I will save them, not by bow, sword, or battle, or by horses or horsemen, but by the the Lord their God. After she had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, Gomer had another son. Then the Lord said to him, Call him Lo-Ami, which means, Not my people. For you are not my people, and I am not your God. Yet the Israelites will be like the sands on the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted. In the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, they will be called the sons of the living God. The people of Judah and the people of Israel will be reunited, and they will appoint one leader and will come out of the land, for great will be the day of Jezreel. So family reunions must have been a blast with Hosea's family. I'd like to introduce you to my uh, two sons. This is not loved, and this is not my people. And you thought you had a bad name. But within this obvious message that I am not pleased with what you're doing, I'm not pleased that you've turned your back on me, did you notice that it ends with hope? Uh, The people of Judah and the people of Israel will be reunited. They'll appoint one leader and come out of the land. Hosea is a book about hope, and it is a book about God not yet giving up on his people. So despite the fact that he is told to marry a prostitute, and she be, she is unfaithful to him, later on in Hosea 3, we read, The Lord said to me, Go, show your life. The Lord said to me, Go, show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. Sacred raisin cakes would be something that's part of the worship of the Baals. And basically he's saying, like your wife has been unfaithful to me, to you, Israel has been unfaithful to me, but I still love them. I still desire for them to be with me. I still will forgive them if they will turn around. Um, And this is a book of second chances. It seemed appropriate to talk about this book here at the beginning of the year because some of us, as we look at our New Year's resolutions, are looking for second chances. And Hosea is a book about God wanting to give us second chances and wanting to call us back. Hosea 6 the sixth chapter, when Israel is still unrepentant, we get these words, Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. After two days he will revive us. On the third day he will restore us, that we may live in his presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rain, like the spring rain that waters the earth. The whole book of Hosea is this interesting juxtaposition of Israel, you've done wrong, and this is the punishment for what you've done, uh, because Israel has, in fact, turned their back on God for generations by this point. Basically, by this time, God is just about to do away with them. He's just about to to get rid of the kingdom of Israel, to have the Assyrians come in and take them away. And yet, even at this point, when for generations they have been unfaithful, God is yet again calling to them and yet again sending Hosea and saying, come back to me, come back to me, turn around. All can still be healed, all can still be restored if you'll come back to me. 
So it's this interesting combination as you read through the book of Hosea of the enemy is coming, that the destruction is at hand, um, all of these terrible things are going to happen, but it can all be avoided. Come back to me, come back to me, come back to me. And it finally ends in this chapter, which is chapter 14. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, Forgive all our sins and receive us graciously, that we may offer the fruit of our lips. Assyria cannot save us. We will not mount war horses. We will never again say our gods to what our own hands have made. For in you the fatherless find compassion. I will heal their waywardness and love them freely, for my anger has turned away from them. I will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like a lily, like a cedar of Lebanon. He will send down his roots. His young shoots will grow. His splendor will be like an olive tree, his fragrance like a cedar of Lebanon. Men will dwell again in his shade. He will flourish like the grain. He will blossom like a vine, and his fame will be like the wine from Lebanon, O Ephraim. What more have I to do with idols? I will answer him and care for him. I am like a green pine tree. Your fruitfulness come before me. Who is wise? He will realize these things. Who is discerning? He will understand them. The ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but rebellious stumble in them. Did you notice that the one verse, verse 2, talks about that we will no longer, I'm sorry, verse 3, we will no longer say our gods to what our hands have made. Uh, basically, they are idolaters. They are worshiping what they have made. These, In their case, it's a physical idol that was worshipped intentionally as an idol. But basically, anything in our lives that gets between us and God, anything that becomes more important, similarly becomes an idol. And then God is calling us, as he called them back, to something better calling them back from a path that was leading to destruction to something better, which is a life that is governed by him and what he desires. And so this beautiful picture here of these young shoots growing and uh, fragrance like a cedar and blossom like a lily and such is a pictorial version here in Hosea of a nation returned in faithfulness to God or a life returned in faithfulness to God. With that, we'll close this week. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to send me email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or check out thebiblestudypodcast.com to send comments. And once again, thanks for listening. The best and the brightest, served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery. Podjo and Limelight. Want to learn more about God and His will for your life one verse at a time? I'm Quinise Petway, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. I'm inviting you to tune in and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.